All right, Jack fans, and welcome back to the latest edition of Pardon Me, Alex. Oh, this is a very special edition, and uh, don't worry, we're going to get into everything. But first, obviously, I am Alex. I'm here in Nacogdoches, and we are here with Jacqueline. Where are you at, Jacqueline? I'm in Tyler. She's in Tyler. And then we have our very special guest, which everyone on Twitter got it absolutely wrong. Um, nobody <laughs> I hate to break it down, but it's, it's not Coach K. It's not Coach K. It's not Thomas Walkup. It's not who else did they throw out there? I don't even know. Just a bunch of random people. Um, it's actually Dylan. So say hi, Dylan. Hello, everybody. I'm sorry to disappoint you all, but I am today's special guest. So thank you for having me. <laughs> but but you are tall, and you are a former lumberjack. Uh, student, you are alum, and you love basketball. So I was giving all the right clues. Just nobody, absolutely correct. Get it. Nobody could get it. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that, that was good. Good hands, and I tried to stay away from the thread because I was tempted to comment, but I, I wanted to keep it a secret for the people. <laughs> I'm glad you kept it a for the people. Everything for the people. Absolutely. Oh man, I don't even know where to begin to unpack this entire like shitstorm that is basketball and sports and viruses but let's start with I guess the happy stuff <laughs> the stuff that yeah, some happy stuff let's just there were some happy things that occurred earlier in the week that obviously got this week off to a really good start but uh, you know things kind of took a nosedive towards <laughs> hell real quick <laughs> quick nosedive very quick Okay, so let's. I guess we could talk about the all conference awards. So, first off, we have player of the year, our boy Kevon. Totally, I mean, that was a shoe in. Yeah, shoe-in. that was the unanimous pick for sure. There's, there wasn't even any other choice for player of the year. I mean, in my eyes, there was no one else that was even close to Kevon at all. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if you ask NBA scouts, they're going to tell you the same thing as well. The absolute oh, yeah. best And then, oh, 100%. And even considering like last year where he was, I mean, huge turnaround from how his performance was last year. Um, yeah. yeah. What the NBA scout said last year about him and then probably this year, completely different tune. So, I mean, and he led the charge in beating Duke. So, you know, yeah, can't talk that. that. That huge selling point right there. Absolutely. Um, and then what I think is the most egregious misfire of the entire all-conference awards, you got defensive player of the year, Shamarcus Kennedy from McNeese. I mean, you know, I thought that at first too, but I, I did look at his stats and they are pretty good. Um, yeah. He had okay stats. Yes. So he has, he has 81 blocks and 20 steals. Ugh. How much did John, John have again? John has 59 steals and five blocks. Ugh. How many I mean, charges did Como have, though? I, I hate it, but that's that's some pretty good stats. 81 blocks. Yeah. I mean, obviously, was I mean, clearly this guy's a post player, right? Um, I would assume so if he had that many blocks. He's a forward. He's a forward? Oh, he's a forward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dang. Really, if we want to be yeah, accurate. Well, I think also okay. you guys can count that it's 81 blocks is a sexier stat line. You know, usually blocks are a little bit more crowd raising than a steal. And I think also people are just accustomed to SFA making these type of plays all the time. So it kind of gets overlooked. That's true. That's a good point. That is a good point. All right. Still, personally, I want John. But anyway, yeah. Okay. Shamark is fine. We'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Um, then we had freshman of the year, Keiston Willis from UIW. I guess we had to give UIW something. I guess. We did. I guess so, too. But you know what? I looked at his stats also, and they weren't like, yes, he played for UIW, and they literally had no one else on any of the conference teams. Nothing. But yeah. he did average 30 minutes per game and 13 points per game. Okay, so that's, I mean, pretty good for a freshman. I mean, I don't even, I, did you check out Calvin's stats at all? I don't, comparison or? 
No, I didn't look it up, but I, it's, I know it's not even close to that because Calvin made played like 10 minutes per game. And yeah, he had a lot of rebounds, but he definitely didn't come close on the scoring. There, yeah, I was about to pull up his stats. Um, you're right. There's, I'm sure it's not even close. I mean, yeah, UIW, poor UIW, man. They were just literally the laughing. <laughs> they just horrible all season. Poor guys. Well, um, every season, kind of. That's true. Yeah. I mean, give him a little bit of love, I guess. Um, then we got our boy, Gavin. Oh, boy. <laughs> and there was a lot of hate I saw on social media. I wasn't sure if it was – I can't remember if it was on Facebook or if it was on Twitter. I don't remember. They're all equally shit. Um, <laughs> giving him hell for for winning Newcomer of the Year. They were saying – I don't even know from other schools. It wasn't obviously not our school, but other schools are saying like, Oh, like our guy should have been newcomer of the year. There's no one even close, not no. even close. There's no There's one that no has way. his presence in the paint like that. There's, There's no, nobody. exactly. There's no way. There's no one else that would even measure up to his presence at all. I mean, God. I mean, I, it was, would, I would say just overall that he would be big man of the year if there was such an award out of oh, everyone. So, oh, newcomer of the year, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the newcomer of the year. Pretty sure. Oh, it, yeah, the, how fast he came in and you know acclimated to the culture too. I mean, he from the game one it looked oh, like yeah. he had been there for his third season. Oh, that's accurate. I mean, 100. I mean, this guy had uh, let's see, Gavin had 787 total minutes. He averaged. 26 per game. Um, he was 60% on his fill goals. Um, obviously free throws. He only tried one. So that's a zero. Um, his, <laughs> free throws, his free throw percentage was 65%. He scored 354 points. I mean, he averaged a, pretty much 12 points a game. So second leading score on a team full of, you know, newcomers. He, he's the one that showed up. Yeah. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Absolutely. I mean, you could even say Cam Johnson too. He had one less score or one less point than Gavin. He was 353 points on the year. Um even Cam was a huge he made a huge impact. Yeah. That, huge yeah. And Rotti. Him and Rotti. I mean, shit, let's give it to all three for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of Rotti Ware. That that kid has a a bright future. He really does. He really does. We were kind of weary about him in the beginning just because he wasn't showing us much, and then he just really turned on the Jets. It took him a minute, but once he was there, he was there. But, I mean, listen, we could totally just say newcomer of the year. Um, all of SFA's new players. Transfer, <laughs> transfer portal. Not, the, the nine newcomers, yeah. Or how many all have of SFA's year? roster except for the four that they had the year before. Literally. <laughs> Um, and then we got our guy, our coach of the year, uh, good old Kyle Keller. Man, man. oh, man. <laughs> Hands down, that cat. Since oh. I know he loves to say that cat. He's a cool cat. Yeah. He's a cool cat. I mean, Matt has tremendous like, work and turnaround from Oh, from last from season? Last yeah. Not that they didn't put him up last season, but we all know. A lot of unforeseen circumstances last season. Um, so the outcome, obviously, huge yeah. turnaround from last season into this season. I think anyone that had any doubters of, of Kyle Keller, which I saw plenty last season, if they didn't have their, change, their mind changed now, I don't know what will. He'd go 28-3 after a season like that. Nine newcomers get everyone motivated. There's not even – ACU can argue all they want. For oh, Joe that Logan, was the but, most ridiculous – yeah, that was the most ridiculous – uh, yeah, back to back second place finishes. Give me a break, son. You're the, you're the first loser. Good job, buddy. Kyle Keller, yeah. twenty three. If you're not first or last, Bobby, like get the fuck out. Like that I really was, pissed me off. I was fully ready to bait that guy too because I was gonna go to the Southland tournament and I was just gonna look for the ACU guy and we yeah. were, we were gonna sit down and talk about this because I was ready. <laughs> oh, we had all of our all of our peeps ready as well. We were ready to like find him in the stands and like sit him down and have Peyton go over all the different things with him. And Peyton can talk anybody into a, you know, into to death. So 
<laughs> That's the truth. But you know, he had, yeah. a, he had a cute video, and he gained you know a few retweets. So that was probably the main purpose of the video. Because that, oh, that was it. Oh, that was it. That stupid ass video. We were trying to get that blue check. Yeah, working hard for the blue check. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so let's just go ahead and move on. Obviously, they had the uh, all-conference men's basketball teams. You had first team, um, which included, in my opinion, having two Sam Houston players. I just – I don't I don't see that at all. Like, I don't. I mean – I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay, I'm not, I'm not okay with that either. You got Kevon, which is obviously good. Yes, you have the Shamarcus Kennedy, you know, fine. But then you throw in these – three random people, which, yeah, okay, Abilene Christian, that's fine. One Sam Houston guy would have been fine, but two? I'm just, I just doesn't make sense to me. Gavin should have been up there or even, um, you know, John, somebody, somebody should have been else up there on first team. I don't understand that. Even someone Maybe. from Nichols, I mean, they had a really solid squad. And yes, that's true. One, on the second team, one place on the second team and, what, one on the third? Yeah. Um... Yeah, Nichols only had one second team and one third team. Yeah, that guy Dexter, he was on the second team. He should have been moved up to first team. Yeah, I think, I think it was. And I mean, Nichols was three. Like, what the heck? I just, I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I'd like to know who the, all the voters are and uh, yeah, try to apply this. <laughs> who picks this mess? You know, I meant to look that up because my dad asked the same question, and I, I want to say it's like a panel of coaches from the conference. Well, sure I don't seem like it. Let's yeah. just do because I, I don't, again, I don't see how both Kai and Zach from Sam Houston could warrant first team honors. I just, over, over having Gavin in the first team over those two guys. I just don't know about that. I don't know. But I will say that, I mean, I'm so glad that Kevon is getting all these accolades because last year, again, people were dragging him left and right and center because he just had not such a great year and saying he just wasn't worth either first or second. Team. None of the teams. Like, I mean, he was just oh, getting. Okay. So the, the, well, but that doesn't help me. It says the preseason teams were chosen by a poll of the conference as head coaches and sports information directors, but that doesn't tell me about the all conference team. I would have to assume yeah, it'd be the same. Well, okay, they're called them preseason teams. So yeah, so it was a a poll of the head coaches and the SIDs. So the sports information directors and the head coaches. Jeez. <laughs> yep. So I'd anyway, like to apply for a position in this in this. Yeah. I would like to be the swing vote option or something. I don't know because that's just weird. And then we had the all-defensive team with Johnny on it, which Johnny deserves definitely all-defensive team, if anything. He was just lights out when it comes to defense. I mean, I mean, he was. He's just – watching him in person and, you know, his – even though he was struggling with injuries again this season, obviously he still was able to play, but he wasn't able to play – even playing at 60% or 70%, he was still out there making plays and creating turnovers like he was out there at 100%. I mean, it was it was literally the same John. You wouldn't have known. Like, if nobody would have known that he was playing at 60 or 70%, no, it would have looked the same. You know, he was still out there hustling so hard, harder than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Just One insane. One of the on the court at all times. I mean. Literally. Literally. The whole time. I mean, Johnny Boy had game total, let's see here, uh, 640 minutes, averaged about 21 minutes per game, which, again, is pretty good for being not 100%, 21 minutes per game. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had field goals, about 45%, three-pointers. I mean, he didn't really take a lot, still like 34%. Where he really shined, though, is those free throws. He was at 76%. Um one of the best on the squad. The only other few people that were beating him in free throws were Kevon, uh, Rati, Nate, and of course Tyler with his 
two for two, one hundred percent. Yay, Tyler! Tyler, that's the best stat on there is the hundred percent from Tyler Zivney. That and Charlie Daniels, he's a hundred percent on three pointers. So yeah, for one. <laughs> Oh God! We'll never forget that one. That was at Sam Houston, I think, too, when he sunk that three. It was so random. I think it was. I can't remember for sure, though. I think it was. Okay, so just we'll just move on to obviously Player of the Year, Kevon. Like we said, hundred percent. I mean, he killed it. Um, oh, we've already talked about all that. Uh, all conference teams. So yeah, SFA had one on the first team, one on the second team. One on all defense, player of the year, newcomer and coach. McNeese had one first team, one third team, one all defense. Sam Houston, two first team. I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty much every school had something represented. Um, and then we had UIW with the freshman of the year. <laughs> and I wrote next what how because I didn't know his stats, but I guess it makes sense now. I can delete the how. I feel like that was spread out for a reason, you know. Yeah. SFA dominates this conference and everything else, so maybe accolades we can they can kind of even the playing field a little bit. They, I, they have to, and then of course HBU gets one on second team. Bless their hearts. Yeah. You could argue that our starting that our team could take you know the rest of the league's you know first team. I mean, it's that big oh, of a difference. Yeah. I mean, literally, our starting lineup could be the entire first team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I take us our starting lineup against the all the Southland All Stars minus us. I still take us ten times out of ten. There's oh, there's that big of a gap, I think, for sure. in, in talent level. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Agreed, agreed. Okay, so we talked about all the different uh, awards and first team, second team, all of that stuff. Um, I guess we can move on, and I guess we can start talking about our bracket that never even happened. Yeah, that never, well, the, the first the first, the first two games happened. first games happened, but other than that, it's uh, kind of oh okay. Jesus. So what we had opening up yesterday for the turn? Wait, yeah, yesterday, yeah, for yes, the turn was took number eight Texas A and M Corpus Christi versus number five Northwestern it was game one. Northwestern won by seventeen points. Yeah, um, they, they and. Then we had game two, which was number six, Lamar, versus number seven, McNeese. And Lamar spanked that ass by 21 <laughs> points. And let me point out again that McNeese had three all-conference players, and yeah, they lost the first by 21 points. That's pretty yeah, bad. Okay. Um, and McNeese, yeah. big, big old Dick McNeese with their big-ass new performance center. I thought they were big shit. Um, no. They need to calm the hell down. Yeah. Wait so, till 2021 and we get our performance center. We'll see. Oh, exactly. Dylan, I don't know if you've seen their new performance center that they had built, but we went to the McNeese game. And when I when we pulled in, I was like, oh, this is nice. And we walked in and it was all nice and new and shiny. And then I sat around and I looked at it and we actually walked into the court and I was like, oh, my, you mean they built, they had all of this room and then they build this court. The fuck? If- <laughs> I think I'm looking at now the Health and Human Performance Education Complex. Is that the one? I think so. I think so. so. But the gym was just really small. I think it only seated so like three thousand or something. Oh, um, wow. And yeah, it was just set up really weird because, like, at first when Alex had walked in ahead of me, I think I was going to the bathroom or getting a drink or something, whatever. Um, and I like walk in after her, and at first I'm like oh shit, I accidentally like came in the wrong entrance and I'm walking straight onto the court. Oops, like I'm in the wrong spot. And then it was like, no, you just like walk straight onto the court and then walk up into the bleachers. So it feels like you're in a high school gym and you're like literally. in the wrong spot, you yeah, know? You, walk onto the, you literally walk through a little tunnel and I when I walked onto the, or walked up to the tunnel and walked up to the first little person standing there, the ticket taker, and I was like, oh, crap, am I in the wrong spot? And I showed her my ticket. She goes, oh, no, just walk around the edge of the court and go over to your area. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it was and weird. I felt like we were literally at a, I mean, a complete up, up and down angle. I mean, I felt like we needed a parachute for those seats. Like, it was just a weird angle. Very steep. It was very steep. Yeah, I couldn't very weird. 
and the entrances do look pretty awkward. It yeah. is very awkward. It is so awkward. I mean, the only good thing I could say about it is they did sell a beer during the game and you could take it back to your seat and sit, you know, wherever you're sitting. So there wasn't like limited to a section, which was well, nice. we were in Louisiana. So, I mean. Right. Which you could drink pretty much anywhere in Louisiana. <laughs> and <it's delicious. laughs> yeah, that's there. Yeah, that's um, a good point. I mean, that's literally the only pro. And another thing happened was because the game had started before sundown. And so as soon as the sun started setting, there was windows up in the corner and the sun started streaming in to the game. And it was blinding half of us over sitting in that section. I couldn't even <laughs> couldn't see anything. I can see that like, in the picture. I do see a big old window. <laughs> there's a huge window. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, at least put up a blind or yeah, they, I don't know. They need to invest in some blinds or some kind of uh, window covering. A valance? A- <laughs> <laughs> or build, don't build the stadium facing the sunset. That's also a, you know, a That's also a I mean, yeah. Don't put it a was, big window there. It was a huge window. I mean, or even put like some sort of film over the window. So at least like, you know, blocks it out or something. I don't know. I mean, if you want a window, There's that's a solution. There is some kind of solution. They just haven't done it yet. I don't know. I guess they figured they wouldn't have a lot of people in the stand, so it wouldn't fucking matter. But damn it, it mattered because it was blinding. <laughs> because the SFA fans showed up. Yeah, because we showed up. I mean, there was at least a hundred of us or more. Um, I mean, the Kellers and the Sticklers at least brought like 50 to 60 they of those. Probably- yeah, there's a lot of people there. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and plus they're big floppers, so they they just don't deserve to win anyway. So yeah, it's not big pet peeves in basketball. They are extreme floppers. I mean, they got warned multiple times during that game. So, body not enough. The game. Yeah. Okay. So those were the only games that were played. <laughs> this is just a shit yeah. show. So those are the only games that were played. Um, it would have turned out that Northwestern was going to have to play Sam Houston in game three and that um, Lamar was going to play Nichols um, in game four. But that never happened today at all because they decided to not only ban the fans. Well, I shouldn't say ban. I mean, kind of a ban um, to not allow fan attendance at all. Minus some limited family members and essential personnel, which I would still say and argue that we are essential staff. Just going to say we are. The official podcast. Yeah. I mean, come on. But they canceled the whole darn tournament. (laughs) Along with every other conference tournament out there. There was only probably, what, a handful, not even that, of tournaments that actually finished. I think there weren't any tournaments that finished, were there? Like fully finished. No, I think I think the Big Ten ended that game at halftime. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it's ever been done in the history of college sports. I'm not sure that a game has ever been canceled at halftime. Yeah. I tried to look it up and I couldn't find anything. So the internet never lies. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's first time. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it. So I've never seen it either. I mean, I just this isn't just a unprecedented day week month year in sports history i mean there's gonna be i don't even know it's there's gonna be one huge asterisk on this year because i mean there's just not gonna there's not gonna be anything you know and there hasn't there's gonna there's really no talks to you know playing it in a different month or later in the year so i don't even know they're not gonna do anything it's just done yeah i i've talked to some friends today about you know they postpone the tournament for a month. And I'm like, these guys aren't professional athletes. If campuses are closed, you have to send them home all across the country. Yeah. Try to get them to come back. There's no practice. There's just no logistical way that I, I, I think that they can postpone. I think canceling is their only option. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So and, I have yeah. a little article um, that I found from Jay Billis and you know how much I love him. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it kind of- a bunch of those questions so I'll kind of hit the high points of that so yeah go ahead. um first of all the all of the events that were affected by the NCAA's statement which um 
Basically, they said they're canceling the D1 men and women's basketball tournaments, as well as all remaining winter and spring championships. Um, So here's the full list of what that entails. Uh, March 13th through 14th, men and women's indoor track and field. March 19th through 21st, wrestling. March 20th through 21st, hockey and women's frozen four, whatever that is. I don't know, but it sounds really well, it's, interesting. It's basically, it's basically the March Madness of hockey. Okay. <laughs> um, March like final four, but frozen through, four. Yeah. Okay. March yeah. 18th through 21st, women's swimming and diving. March 25th through 28th, men's swimming and diving. April 17th through 18th. Um, women's gymnastics, April 9th through 11th, hockey and frozen four, May 1st through 3rd, women's beach volleyball, May 14th through 23rd, men's and women's tennis, May 22nd through 27th, women's golf, May 22nd through 24th, women's lacrosse, May 23rd through 25th, men's lacrosse, May 28th through June 3rd, women's college world series, May oh. 29th through 31st, men's and women's rowing, May 29th through June 3rd, men's golf, and June 13th through 24th, the college world series. So that's a shitload of stuff that's canceled. And um, that's heading into June. I mean, June, the college yeah. world series is perplexing to me. I'm, I'm not real sure how, I mean, I guess it's precautionary that since it's so far out, they can always bring it back. But man, June, I guess yeah, at June, like that's, hopefully that's as of now and they'll back off that. But so to speak more on what Dylan was bringing up on cancel and just not postpone it. Um, yeah. So first of all, a bunch of universities closing um, all around the country. So lack of a defined timetable to return to campus kind of makes it hard for them um, to say when exactly that would happen. Right. Um, and then there's also just the simple calendar issue of many players not having remaining eligibility left and would be pursuing other professional options or starting post-basketball careers or possibly, you know, um, professional post-basketball careers. So kind of just too much stuff going on to really be able to nail down a date to do that. Um, So the next kind of big question was, are all spring sports canceled? And kind of an, I don't know, but not officially at least yet. They're just at this point, they've canceled spring championships, um, but they're not addressing regular season competitions. So who knows? Um, yeah. And then the next big question is what will that mean for eligibility? Um, and I, I have a video that I found um, of a recording of Gino, which he's like, just my dream come true. Um, <laughs> Gino Ariema. But uh, he, he was speaking on the question of an extra year of eligibility and I love him so much and I feel like he's kind of dead on. Um, so he was just saying basically that unprecedented events call for unprecedented measures. And, he said that the accomplishments of all of these student athletes shouldn't be diminished. You know, they've worked their whole season to get to the postseason, and now it's yeah. just completely taken away. And so Especially he said, seniors. I mean, yeah. And so he's like, you know, seniors without a chance to compete, they should have another opportunity to play. And he's like, if that affects the scholarship count for the next year, where by letting them play again would make, you be over your number of scholarship players. And he's like, the MB- the NCAA should foot the bill for the scholarship count. Um, you know, because if you're going to take away their whole season and not give them an opportunity to make that up, then by the NCAA calling all this off, then they should be the ones to, to take the cut on the, whatever the overage is, you know, um, yeah. on the scholarship. Count. So wow. I love him so much. Please marry me, Gino. I know you're like my dad's age and you're married already, but. Gino, if you're out there, if you're listening. I love him so much. But anyway, I just feel like that's a really good point because, I mean, for all these seniors, they've just, they've worked so hard and then you just don't even get the opportunity. It's devastating. I think it's it's very much – Joe Klatt, uh, he's a uh, football announcer for NCAA, and he had a similar tweet. He said there's there's four distinct things that he would uh, consider the NCAA follow. Grant a bonus year to winter spring athletes. That apply, basically a hardship. Uh, mm-hmm. Provide a waiver to go over scholarship allotment, basically what we just said. Uh, NCAA yeah. will put the bill. Um, share the financial costs and then remove the bonus year from Title IX. I definitely think that these athletes should be given the choice. You know, some may still choose to go pro purely because of the financial incentives. But I think right. that 
the small school kids, um, and you know the really good seniors who may not make it in the NBA or may have overseas uh, professional career. I think they need it. I think they deserve an extra chance. Especially, I think yeah. this is a defining moment in NCAA. This is a moment they can take all the people who've been hating about not paying athletes, and they can really put their best foot forward and, and show that they do care and, and do something as president. But you never they know. Could, yeah, think. a thousand percent. I mean, also just for for those seniors, and especially, I mean, especially for those seniors who just feel like unfinished business. I know that you know. <laughs> I was sitting today at trivia and. Um, Dylan, I don't think you've met her, but our our girl Brandy Jacqueline was at trivia with me tonight. Oh, and she yeah, and she's right under Ryan Ivy um, in the athletic department. And so she was telling me how she was she just came from SFA softball and she had to break the news to the entire team. And that I mean, those girls were literally like sobbing. I mean, in tears because their season's over. I mean, and those those girls, those softball girls, were on a. What were they, they hadn't lost a game. They were on a tear, yeah. Insane. And then their season just over. Done. It's over. That's it. And to sit there and just that's your new reality where you have worked your whole life for moments like that, and then it's just cut short. Just pull the grip cord, done, over. I mean, there are some students who I feel like they're like, I have a little bit of unfinished business. Like I would like to come back and, you know, finish it out. Like do it. I would like to finish my time correctly, you know? So I feel like the NCAA should do the right thing there and do something. They have, they should do something for, especially for those seniors. I mean, it's just, it's just such a crazy and unprecedented situation. And Gino's right. Unprecedented events, unprecedented measures. I mean, this has never happened before. To no. my, I mean, never. nothing of this magnitude to where everything is being canceled from top to bottom, sports-wise, everything. I mean, even my junior college, Angelina, their junior college championships. I mean, first year in, I don't know how many years, Angelina College is in the championships in the tournament, and it's canceled. Done. Those boys have been working so hard, and boom, it's taken away from them. It's like – The thing of shock factor was, you know, they didn't get any kind of gradual – it was it was within 24 hours, no fans. Hey, that's fine. Boom, no tournament, and, and they got to see it, watch it in real time. And it's just to them, I, I feel like it was. And they said, "Well, they really didn't have a choice," but I feel like it was, you know, really unfair to the players in, in the way that it was. At least and the, and, the information was yeah. handled. I agree because I feel like I was listening to. Oh God, what was I listening to earlier? I forget what it was, but it was more like the way that it was handled and the fact that you know it was so gradual. It wasn't even. You know, hey, NCAA, they come out and say, we're stopping, we're done. You know, it was, oh, no fans. And then, oh, you know, limited attendance. And then, but it was, it was, it wasn't just like all the tournaments and all the leagues and all the different conferences at one time and one general voice all said, okay, we're done. It was like a gradual, okay, now this tournament's done. And then maybe an hour or two hours later, okay, now this tournament's done. I mean, it, it took them so long to go around the horn to every single conference and be like, Oh, okay, I guess we're done. Or we're going to cancel. We're going to limit attendance. We're going to stop, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's just the overall, I feel like re- and I won't try to get too like far on a tangent, but it's just the overall reaction and pandemonium to this is like yes. the problem came whenever the NCAA said that they weren't going to have fans at the NCAA tournament. And so then it kind of forced everyone else into hand, like, Oh, well, if the NCAA, going to make the decision then well we better do it and then you know it's like oh well you know one of the other power five conferences called off theirs so now we're going to do the same and there's just a domino effect super quick all of a sudden you know like super exaggerated yeah, yeah i feel like a conference like- call would have been would have been the way to handle this you know because oh, I, I feel like the way percent- the message delivered the, the coaches didn't even get to call their teams in i feel like I don't know how it was handled necessarily behind the scenes, but from the tweets I'm seeing from players from around the NCAA, it seems like they didn't get the courtesy of the NCAA telling their coaches or their conferences, like, call your guys in and let them know before it's announced. It was like, I feel like a lot of these athletes found out via ESPN and Twitter, and they had, you know, they didn't have yeah. the coach there to explain to them what was going on. And so, yeah, I think doing it conference by conference was a very bad move, and I think it was a, oh, a, a moment of panic. Uh, but yeah, it was, yeah. I think it was really unfair. Because we're just sitting here, you know, 
over here in the trenches, just watching our phones and watching Twitter and social media, just like hoping and praying that's not going to happen to our, our teams and our conference. And then, you know, Oh, lo and behold, there it comes. And it's just like, you know, it was one blow to the gut after another. And, you know, I literally Kevon was on Twitter the majority of the day yesterday and was seeing all the tweets about, you know, oh, limiting fans. And he was replying like, oh, wait, there's going to be no fans there? What? I mean, you could see that like their realization that there's, okay, first there's not going to be any fans there. All right, well, that's kind of weird, but at least we get to play. That's fine. And then it's like, oh, no, we're canceling. And then it's it just, it was a complete clusterfuck. I mean, complete. It, the handling of it was just done very poorly. And I, I, I don't know. And obviously now they know what not to do, which is crazy <laughs> to think about if this could ever happen again, which Lord, I hope never happens again, but it's just, they've never had to deal with this mass hysteria before. Um, you know, once NBA canceled or postponed their season, you know, I feel like if the NBA didn't do that, then a bunch of other sports wouldn't have done that either. I kind of almost feel like NBA was like the tipping point. I agree. You know, it was like yeah. a catalyst. And, you know, that dude from Utah just really blew it for everybody, man. Yeah, Rudy. Gilbert. I, the only good positive I see out of this, and I, I try to find light, in, in, you know, in this dark time, as I would call it. because it, I, yeah. I was physically sick when I found out this, this was all happening. Uh, oh, I don't know what I'll do sure. about sports. I guess I'm going to watch some classics. But I think <laughs> if, if the one good thing we can take out of this is probably if, if, if the cases would have started showing up to players and coaches mid-tournament, I think it would have been um, – really bad. So say for instance, like the Oklahoma thunder uh, game the other day, if you had a bunch of yeah. fans that travel across the country and before it's sweet 16 game teams are on the court and you call it, you call it off because someone gets it. I think it would have caused a lot more damage and a lot more confusion um, than if it happened before the tournament and as bad. And, and I more than anybody wanted sure. to a game. And so it was handled poorly, but the, the, the timing of it was better than it happening mid tournament. That's true. I mean, and now the NCAA isn't, you know, they are not responsible. They're not, you know, they can't be like, well, our hands, you know, oh, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're in, char- we're in charge and we're responsible for all these people. Um, it's our fault. It's our fault. And then like you have, um, you know, court cases and people are getting sued and all these other things just kind of, again, you go down this crazy little, rabbit hole of you know well, what if so what if we had canceled earlier and what if we had stopped it earlier and then you know i understand their their whole prevention methods again just the, the way that it went about was just total blindsiding especially for the for the athletes i mean just and then for these sports that haven't even started yet i mean yeah. you have you know the mlb mlb announced on today that it was delayed the start of the season and spring trainings of spring training games are canceled as of 4 p.m. today. <laughs> and so that hurts the that hurts my baseball loving heart too. It's just like that's rough. Yeah, it's it's a massive domino effect. So just to kind of touch on a few other ones, obviously we discussed that the NBA is suspended, the NHL is suspended. Um, I literally just got an ESPN update that the PGA tour canceled the players championship and all events um through the Valero Open, which is in April. Um, some like semi-local high school action. So literally last weekend I went to the, the girl state high school basketball tournament and everything was fine. Um, and then again, today, tomorrow and Saturday is the boys state basketball tournament. Well, as of this morning, they said that the Friday and set, I mean, the Thursday and Friday games would happen as normal. And then the championship games on Saturday, each school that was playing in a championship game would only have 150 tickets. Um, then today, about halfway through, I think they suspended it until further notice. Um, <clears throat> my cousins who are my twin cousins who are seniors in high school who play in Oklahoma, they were, they started this morning playing their state tournament and it got canceled. Jeez. So, mm-hmm. Wow. That's just crazy. 
MLS is canceled too. It, it's totally it's more, right, not yeah, canceled, but po- postponed. You got to be careful using these postponed. these words around here because yeah. these, twi- these tw- even, Twitter police will get you. They will. They will. Um, and then, of course, even over in Europe, which I mean doesn't surprise me, but even you know the Euro leagues and stuff are you know postponing and canceling and. Oh, man. And then at the moment, well, according to ESPN, according to ESPN, UFC events are still remaining scheduled. So Dana White said that March 28th card will move from Columbus, Ohio to Las Vegas, while other cards go to on or are going to go on as planned in the next two weeks. So UFC still happening. They're just moving it from Columbus to Las Vegas. I'll listen to his interview. They're taking some pretty innovative approaches to kind of mitigate this issue. They're actually going to be having um, body scanners detect heat, uh, so people running a, a temperature. And Dana White said they will be pulled to the side and, and told oh, the situation. Really? That, yeah, so oh, I think nice. I, I walked with the interview earlier today before I got on with you guys, and he was basically saying that they're going to try to be the league to set an example as far as innovation and not panic, panicking and just canceling everything. They're going to take the appropriate steps to kind of see what they can do to to bring a little peace to people's minds. And so the body scans went wow. away and then I think they're going to follow the Mavericks example of the um, hand lotion or the hand sanitizers being handed out. So I, I think it's a really unique approach. It's, it's not a bunch of a team sport. You know, if I think there's a few sports that you can rely on, um, you know, hockey or not hockey, excuse me, golf, uh, boxing, UFC, it's a small team sports, individual sports. Um, yeah. So UFC is going to kind of take that, that forefront, which is, dangerous because i think a lot of these cancellations are purely due to um, media speculation and and social media you know you don't want to be the leak to get players sick and then you are the front of millions of replies and scandal yeah yeah it's it's saving face at this moment and also i mean it kind of just also it kind of goes back to damned if you do damned if you don't because if you don't do it oh geez watch out but if you do do it man you're getting hellfire and brimstone thrown at you from keyboard warriors. I can't believe you're canceling these events. You know, screw the health and safety. I want to see my team play. And da, da, da. holy, I, I don't even know. I don't I haven't even seen anything about XFL, like what XFL is doing. They canceled, they, they canceled the season. Canceled. Yeah. yeah. They did? Okay. Not even I haven't seen or noticed. Oh, not even postponed. They're canceled. Canceled, canceled for the season. They said, uh, they released a statement today saying that Ooh. they would – um, they're not folding. They are perfect, financially fine. All players will receive yeah. the remaining um, games that were not played. They will receive pay for that. Um, and they plan yeah. fully on plan on having a, a season next year. Vince McMahon said from the beginning as he fell, he, he is prepared to go three to four years in the red with no profit before he gets even slightly worried about the league folding. He planned for this well. So they, they are Gee. well prepared for this. Okay, cool. See, Vince McMahon, I'm telling you right now. That's the that that's the kind of guy you want running stuff because yeah. he's prepared to, to literally m- go big or go home for all of it. He got the WWE um, backing a lot of that. You know the money from that is huge. The WWE makes, oh yeah, so, he's making insane amount of money. So I he he's not concerned about cutting his season short. Or, I mean it was a short season anyway. So I mean really I don't even know how many games were left. So. I think there were it's, it's only three just- games left in the playoffs, but now you have Houston undefeated Roughnecks claiming a, a tainted title. And it seems to be a commonality in Houston that they love claiming their tainted watch titles. It. Watch it. Watch it. Half-earned titles is the Houston staple. And quote me on that one. I will, I will go to the, I will go to the death body on that one. Very hurtful? No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, if Peyton was on, he would be chiming in right with you and chirping me as well. So... That's fine. <laughs> I have a long-standing Houston beef. Anyone that follows me on Twitter knows this. So it's uh, I'm using, oh, I know. I'm yeah, level-headed on much, everything, especially, <laughs> especially the Rockets. You just do not like the Rockets. There's a there's a backstory that I'll have to get into another time. Uh, uh, next time I come as a reoccurring guest, <laughs> they um, yes, of course, yes, reoccurring. They uh, it's a long story. It started in freshman year of college. I had never even considered Houston as a threat. I was a big, obviously a big Dallas guy, still am. And I had a certain roommate yeah. and that I won't name. Uh, good, still a good friend of mine, but he ruined it for me. And I developed this burning passion and hate for Houston. And it's very alive and well today. Oh, God. I understand. 
I understand. And it's hard when you're living with someone who is the exact opposite when it comes to sports as you. Because in college, I had a roommate who's all about Dallas and Dallas sports. And of course, I'm a Houston sports person. So needless to say, it was very contentious 24-7, oh, yeah. 365. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretty insane. It's kind of hard um, to take its own life of its own on Twitter for me. It, it, I have certain people that are – that. I know as soon as the Mavs lose a game that they're watching because of me and will tweet because of it or oh, the yeah. Cowboys, which is a little bit different because that is America's team. But for the, when it's games like there's 82 games in the season, I have I have friends that are literally hate Dallas so much because of me that they watch the majority of the Mavericks games too. So closet, Just so they can chirp you in case you lose. Exactly. But I do the same towards Houston. Don't get me wrong. I have my notifications on. So when oh, they lose yeah. a game, I, I get on there and I chirp back. A it's little. a symbiotic relationship. It is. Like give and take. <laughs> I agree. God, I love it. Um, Jacqueline, did you put this on here about Jay? Jay, what did he say about? Said that you uh, love him, but you disagree. Yeah, yeah, okay. I did disagree a little bit, and I didn't even go into that. But um, he was just saying that he fully supported NCAA calling it off, and that um, that they were being responsible global citizens by doing this, and da 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 da. And I just. I mean, I, well, I'm probably going to take some hate for this. I don't care, whatever, at me. Um, I just think there's so many other ways that we can be responsible global citizens. And there are so many things that people are going to continue to do that continue to spread the virus, even if they're not going to a public event, you know? Oh, Oh, agreed. I will take the heat with you. That's fine. No, but I agree a thousand percent because... You can tell people till you're blue in the face to stay home. Don't go to work. Don't go to school. Don't go anywhere if you're feeling symptomatic. But they're still going to go. They're still going to go. Yeah. And, and they're not going to wash yeah. their hands. And they're going to cough all over people. All these people are still going to go out and eat places. And are they not worried about putting a utensil in their mouth that someone might have used who had coronavirus? I mean. Yeah. Or having someone else prepare your food that you don't know what they have or what they've been doing. Like, come on. Or public transportation. Imagine how many people ride on the New York subway every single day, and it's still operating. Yeah. More people than you can fit in the stadium. Exactly. And they just announced, too, that they're going to be closing, like, Disney. Yeah, I saw that Disneyland. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Again, I think Disneyland's closing. Disney World's right behind. I don't know. I get yeah. Disney Disney World closes too. I think yeah, it, I think it's, just, it's it's fear. I really think it's more you know it's that fear. It's that they're going it to get because it's nowadays people receive information so fast and I hate it, but it's it, people news will word things in social media everywhere else to get more clicks. So everything you read, they'll take a small snippet mm-hmm. and they'll put the worst, absolute worst statistic out there. So that people say freak out. So the NCAA, Disney, NBA, they don't want to be the the topic of discussion by 16 different news channels, all the blogs, et cetera, et cetera. So it's more of a safe face moment and it, it's caused it's it's caused purely by panic. Um well and ev- everyone's all of a sudden a doctor and they're yep. checking WebMD and I'll Twitter just MDs say it, out there. Say it for the last time. Half these people who are freaking out didn't get the flu vaccine. So even if there was a vaccine for this, you wouldn't get it. So wash your hands and go about your business. It's just crazy. And like I had posted it earlier, a video of uh, Dr. Drew, which I sent to Jacqueline too. And Adore. I posted it on, on Twitter Adore. because Dr. Drew went off about this whole entire thing. He was saying a bad flu season is 80,000 dead. We've got about 18,000 dead from influenza just this year. We have about a hundred from Corona. So which should you be worried about, influenza or corona? 800 versus 18,000. It's not a trick question. And look, everything that's going on with the New York cleaning the subways and everyone using Clorox wipes and get your flu shot, which should be the other message, that's good. It's a good thing. I have no problem with that. What I have a problem with is the panic and the fact that businesses are getting destroyed, that people's lives are being upended, not by the virus, but by the panic. The panic must stop. And the press... They really somehow need to be held accountable because they are hurting people. Absolutely. So he's, he's he blasted the press in this video, blasted it, saying that they are creating a mass hysteria and a mass panic. And they are because the press, they're not doctors. They're not healthcare professionals. They're not CDC. I mean, you don't see the CDC out here telling us to do all this stuff. 
it's just the news crazy. has turned into to entertainment brand. in my opinion it's it's who can get the most views, and, it's, it, and it's, it's sad that it's like that it's who can get the most views by right. by getting the most people to watch them by giving them the, the most poorly worded or exaggerated and that's all it is. it's the entertainment yeah. factor now i agree in, in the same it sense is. i i do see the concern because it's such a i've been doing some research on the virus and i'm no medical expert but i understand the, the panic for certain people because if there is no vaccine yet but right it, the, the rate that it's that it's spreading i think the reason sports was the first to go honestly is because since it is transmitted by droplets sports you sweat you touch you know the the sweat goes on your face and your nose and your eyes constantly so i think that's what one of the yeah, big reasons they were, were going to let people continue to play and just not have fans so they didn't give a shit about the players that's my main concern was, you know, these, these players, yes, they're human beings, but they're, they're also million dollar investments. So I thought originally before all that series started that the NBA would cancel out of the player's best interest. So, cause you know, like I said, they're traveling, they're, they're, they're sweaty. They're in contact. You know, if you ever play sports, sweat gets in your mouth, eyes and nose just as much as any other area. Yeah. But I was surprised when it yeah, turned yeah. into well, fans being the well, concern. These pro players are not flying on commercial flights. Like they have their own. You know what I mean? Yeah, they some do share planes jets. though. I was watching the Jazz have shared the, the same plane with like four other teams. Like the Mavs have their own um, team plane and a few other teams, but some still do share um, a few same um, special planes, um, more a little accommodating. But yeah, the Jazz shared the same uh, team plane with like three other franchises, and then that's kind of how it all um, the hysteria yeah, started. Still not as bad as flying commercial and how many people you come in contact with. Oh my though. goodness, no way! And in, in such dirty. close quarters, it's just a thing. Yeah. Are dirty, you know, and who knows how big of a deep clean they get in between, you know, in between flights. Just you know, kind of like a surface level clean, and it's just oh man, I couldn't even, I can't even imagine. I mean, public transportation in general is just disgusting. So yeah, yeah, just thinking about it makes my stomach turn um but now now that all the sports and entertainment is canceled now really all that people are going to have to watch is all the news coverage about why they aren't able to watch sports and entertainment (laughs) so it's just yeah you know and then probably can has have more hysteria to where they go to walmart and buy all the freaking toilet paper (laughs) what the hell is that someone please explain that to me i just don't understand (laughs) <laughs> it's like this is not this is i mean not to be gross or anything but this is not a diarrhea <laughs> disease it's not, a, it's not a stomach bug yeah I, I agree it's not a stomach bug they said a a less common side effect of coronavirus could be could could be diarrhea this is not a stomach bug no this is all about respiratory a short breath respirate yeah it's all resp- respiratory so if anything kleenex should be off the yeah. shelf but here we are with the paper <laughs> I mean, it's insane. My team won tonight at Trivia stop hoarding the toilet paper. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I think it just shows how really uh, unprepared a lot of people are for something crazy were to happen. Um, yeah. It's a good – I've been paying close attention to it because it's, it's a social experiment, essentially. I, you know, it's, it's interesting to see yeah. how everyone reacts it's from the media to the elites to uh, average citizens. It's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting to observe. And uh, I think we can learn from this for future, you know, pandemics or, or whatever else may come because a lot of things have been done wrong over the past month. Oh, hundred percent. And I mean, it's just crazy that we have to have something like this, a global pandemic to a get people to wash their freaking hands and be, and B, right. learn basic hygiene. Just learn basic hygiene. I mean, and common courtesy when you're in a public place. I mean, obviously, if you're sick, don't go out. If you're symptomatic, go to your doctor. I mean, it's pretty freaking simple and pretty straightforward. But yet again, consistently, you have people who just don't like to follow social cues. <laughs> and I just don't, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, even before, even before my work canceled and is going to an extended spring break and is going to online classes for, you know, at least a few weeks. Um, I mean, I messaged my students earlier this week and I said in all caps, if you are sick, 
don't you dare come to class. Like, seriously, I will fail you. (laughs) I was so, I was serious. I said, please do not come to class. If you're sick in any shape or form, I don't care if it's a stomach bug. I don't care what it is. Do not come to my classroom because I, none of us want what you got and I don't want to get sick. So just stay ass at home. Yeah, because I'm not dealing. It's with not going to necessarily, you know, the mortality rate is so high, but I've, I've I have heard that it feels like the flu times ten, and that sounds terrible if you've ever had the flu. It does sound terrible, and it's even worse for you know elderly and people who already their um, immune system is already compromised. Um, you know, people like my dad, who's you know in his upper seventies and he has diabetes. I mean, he is a prime case of. He should not be going anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Yep. Because, you know, My boss even has, though there's no confirmed cases in Nacogdoches, I mean, but still, you t- there's no confirmed cases because they haven't been tested yet. So who the fuck knows? Yeah, my boss had ARDS, the double uh, pneumonia in both lungs in, uh, in the past. So he's being oh, wow. very, very, very careful. And, and we're, you know, working from yeah. home and we're telling him, like, you're that the at risk percent. So let's just keep you at home and we'll continue to keep things going 100%. in the office. <laughs> <laughs> God bless. Oh man. I mean, I'm sure we could talk about this for, for hours and for days, but um, it's just crazy that this is how our season is ending. It's just crazy that our seniors aren't going to be able to finish out the season the way that they wanted to. Our team isn't going to go to, you know, finish the tournament and win the tournament and, go and dance like we wanted to. It's just, it has just been a crazy 48 hours and I'm sure that the crazy has yet to stop. I'm sure there's more to come. I'm sure. Um, You know, I feel like we're at the tip of the iceberg right now, but it's just, it's just insane. And I just, I'm devastated for our teams and for our, for our students, athletes. And, you know, obviously yes, their health and safety comes first, but you know, it doesn't feel like, that's critical at the moment because you're just so you feel so bad for them and that they can't even this is not the how the podcast was gonna go like we were gonna sit here and talk about the tournament talk about our brackets talk about how we were a 12 seed potentially gonna play either Ohio State or even Iowa and that would have been nightmare fuel for my family having to play (laughs) Ohio State Jesus Christ we're gonna go to the sweet 16 I've been saying this for weeks I was looking forward to it I had a Tampa trip, and yeah. you know Tampa's just just about uh, four hours for me. So I was already planning on going there, seeing the first round, and and man, it, it's yeah. just it's. I know how it feels to us. It's gotta it's it's gotta be you know hard on those kids. And I say kids, they're my friends. Yeah. you know that it's 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 hard. It really is, and you know it's it's it. I don't even know. It's like, how, what do you even say to them? Like if we see them around town. I'm like, what do you do? Like, I'm sorry. Like, here's, I don't even know. Like, there's nothing you can really say that would make it better. I just feel so bad for them. And, you know, I hope they, I hope they understand, you know, the bigger picture, but at the same time, it's probably hard for them to see the bigger picture right now. Um, You know, they're just probably extremely disappointed and heartbroken. Yeah. To which I don't Uh, know. And it's still like, I don't know about y'all, but it still doesn't really, feel real to me yet like I think no. tomorrow morning wake yeah, up and like, be like yeah. let me check Twitter did this really happen I think after selection yeah. Sunday it's going to set in because you know that's the big day everyone's looking forward to it I think when they wake up and they're still yeah. selection Sunday and I hope SFA does something mm-hmm. to kind of celebrate this season once uh, you know everyone's back on campus and this thing's kind of calmed down I, I really hope I don't know the plans but I really hope they do some kind of celebration have a pep rally or, or something you know, they don't necessarily have to hang a banner, but the season needs to be celebrated. 28 and three, you beat Duke. Uh, you know, you had a yeah. good Oh, 100%. You had a good chance to win every game. I feel like it definitely will. It's just so hard because right now it's like, every, even when they were like, okay, fans can't come to the games, the immediate thought is like, oh, let's do watch parties. Okay, but the whole reason they don't want fans is because everyone's discouraging large groups of people to get together. So how do you even have like a university sh- sanctioned watch party <laughs> you know like and you couldn't you couldn't have a university sanction anything yeah. so it was either do it on your own or that's it there's no other option because the university wouldn't sanction anything so um so, even then it was like yeah, so yeah. hopefully stuff 
calms just, down enough to at least do something for them before, you know, uh, the end of semester and they're gone because yeah. it sucks. Give me a SFA national. Yeah, because one summer hits, everybody scatters. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be great. I hope that they do do something like you said, like you said, some sort of celebration, some sort of like rally and or um, I mean, obviously we celebrated them on senior night, but, you know, I feel like they still we still need to do something um, to celebrate the season in general. I don't know. It's just it's just in such a up in the air, sticky wicket kind of moment in time where we really don't know what's happening and don't know what's going to come next and don't know, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow. Who knows tomorrow we could wake up and it's like, Oh guys, we overreacted. I don't know. You know, like who knows, who knows. Let me ask you this. If, do you think that if the NCAA did make an exception and brought back eligibility for these seniors, do you think Kevon and our, and and John and, and Nathan come back or do you think Kevon, um, continues his NBA route. I, uh, I think Kevon I is going to go. You think you would come back? What, Jacqueline? You think you would come back or no? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think Kevon would come back. Oh, I was going to say, I kind of think he would maybe. I think he tests the waters again. I mean, I don't know 100%, but I just know that, you know, obviously last season he was like, you know, dipping his waters into the draft. And he was very much like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do the whole draft thing. I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to forego my senior year and go to the draft. Um, So I can only imagine after the season that he's had, he's like, my chances now are even better. So it's like, you know, going to the draft. The other other side of the coin, though, is that last season was such a disappointing season that I almost think it was kind of like, um, you know, if I have a better opportunity, I'm kind of done with this. And now that he's come back and it's been such a positive experience, I think he might would at least kind of yeah. have to think about it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not saying he wouldn't consider it, but I'm just, I would say personally, I think he'd probably lean more towards, well, you know, might as well just go to the NBA. I think it'd be an evaluation to whatever his, his agent and the scouts, uh, you know, tell him if he's got a second round tenure and they're saying, hey, man, you got a good chance. You know, I think he takes it. And I do think he's going to have a good evaluation. And I, I do think he's going to, um, you know, be playing him. I think him and Shannon Bogues will be playing in the NBA within the next couple of years because Shannon's tearing up in the G League. So, but it, Shannon is just kidding. Oh, man. It is. Love that guy. He is one of my f- uh, favorite, all-time favorite SFA athletes. Yeah, Shannon is just literally out of bounds killing it at Wisconsin. I mean, and I know we were like checking to see when Wisconsin was playing and if they're going to play any like teams, G league teams, even within the surrounding area, like statewide, you know, like anywhere. I mean, I know it's like Rio Grande Valley and a few other places. So, I mean, but they weren't playing anybody nearby within. And of course now it's canceled. So that's kind of out. Leon Gilmore. I, I, it's just, he's, that's a shock. I I didn't hear anything from him when he left us a Hey, I know he tried to play overseas and then I see him get picked up you know, I was mm-hmm. and I was like, that's yeah. a good fit. And now he's, he's balling. Very. I'm, I'm very happy for him. Yeah. Lean on our, our yeah, we, we, we were too. Yeah, no, we were too. I think that's fantastic for Leon and Shannon. And of course you got Thomas overseas killing it as, as usual. That is my so boy. That is good. my boy. And Thomas are, are great friends and waiting to get that signed Jersey from him and went for him to get back over, over to the state. So I can, <laughs> I can bug him about yeah. that. Absolutely. Thomas is just insane. I sold him a poster. Oh, man. In your funny story. I, he came to a, a fraternity party of mine and he liked the poster in our house. Yeah. And so uh, someone tried to sell it to him. We actually gave it to him. Uh, I believe it oh. was either the office or it might've been, Oh, I can't remember the poster, but he loved it. So of was course, it like the Seinfeld poster, maybe it was some, I can't remember. It was a comedy poster or was maybe like a pulp fiction. I can't remember. It was some kind of pop culture. Um, thing we just had hanging in our house that would been there for who knows who even knows who put it there and he wanted it so yeah we gave it to him and of course he was the superstar so he got it oh yeah just whatever he wants he gets yeah. absolutely <laughs> if he walked into my house i'd be like take what you will <laughs> would you like any of my wines or my whiskeys like <laughs> take what you want oh my goodness oh man all right well <laughs> Crazy end of the season. 
it's again, it's just so weird that this is how the last podcast of the season is going to go. I'm sure we'll get together at some point during the off. Well, it technically is the off season. This is just crazy. Um, talk about what's next for lumberjack basketball at some point, um, probably over the summer. Um, if they do a summer trip, we'll be, well, shit, if they do a summer trip, who knows? Who knows if they're doing a summer 40, trip? $47 on Spirit because you should go to Europe right now. So the tickets will make a little trip over. I'm just saying, I'm sure the flights are real cheap. Let's go. I mean, let's go. We I just mean, might have to live there for like a month before we're allowed to come back, but who cares? That's fine. I mean, who cares? I clearly class is canceled, so let's <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm quarantining myself. I have early summer. <laughs> I'm quarantining myself in Europe. Sorry, boss. I'm just gonna go over there for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I'm unable to attend work because I am quarantined in the Maldives. XOXO, Alex. Out of office is on. Do not bother me. <laughs> yes. My out of office is going to be extended by two weeks. <laughs> That's going to be my new official release to the, to the, to the company. I'm going to do my out of office just like it's a Southland Conference tournament. Uh, notification. We regret to inform you. <laughs> regret to inform you that Classes. I'm taking an extra three weeks vacation. Classes are canceled for the remainder of the month. Have a good day and we are AC. Um, yeah, that's going to be my out of the office. I'm going to change it later for sure. That's going to be funny. Um, all right. So we want to thank you, Dylan, for joining us. It was a crazy whirlwind of a season and we are just glad that you were able to talk to us on our final podcast of the season and give us some insight on your, um, on your neck of the woods over there in Florida, the flow rider. There you go. Hey, I appreciate it too. It was, I was really looking forward to this. This is, um, my first podcast. To yeah. be on. And you know, like I said, like I said to, to you, Alex is I am in the process of, you know, starting a small startup and a podcast is on our, on our radar. So this was a great learning experience and I really enjoyed it. And I yeah. hope you, hope you ladies have me back soon because, uh, I had a lot of fun. No, absolutely. And thanks for being the great first guest that we've had. I mean, we've had random little guests here and there pop in for like quick little chit chats during, you know, our, our recordings, but never for the entire podcast. This was a great learning experience on our side as well. So we appreciate it. Um, And so I guess for the final time for this year, (sighs) Axum Jacks. Jacks. And Dylan. And Dylan. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. And we will be, hey, we'll still be on Instagram and we'll still be on Twitter and we'll still be on Facebook. So we ain't going anywhere. Just no more podcasts for the time being. So have a good, I guess, spring and (laughs) try and try not to, you know, be too bored. Maybe find a good Netflix show. <laughs> then this way. We need help. I know. Send help. Send send recommendations for Hulu and Netflix. Because <laughs> I'm running out of things to watch. We need to someone from SFA Athletics needs to post like a really extensive SFA men's basketball archive of old games for us to watch. Absolutely. Give me all the Oh games. my god. Inject that into my veins. That would be Putting in my oh my god, that would be beautiful. Yeah, let's put in a request right now. Let's tweet somebody, Kevin, Kevin Young. Where are you at? <laughs> somebody, make it happen, Kevin. We need help. Let's do it. All right. So for the last time again for this season, <sighs> Axum Jacks with Alex and Jacks. Axum later, guys.